Hi and welcome to another episode of One and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Oh, man, it was tough. It was tough, man. <laughs> Mate, it was tough for you. The first LA I got to, they were pulling out the wines. I had the best $7 wine I've ever had in my life. <laughs> you said, oh, you got to be close to knockoff, don't you? I said, no, but we'll go for it anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And in my training, I say, you know, we do not drink with clients. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> now, the other bloke that was with me had two beers. Two oh, no, beers. No. You're on wine and wisdom, man, so you can do anything. Yeah. yeah. The other bloke that was with me had two beers, and because he's not a drinker, he shouldn't have had two beers. So that was. <laughs> was it Connor? <laughs> Might have been. <laughs> there were five and a half, five and a half percent pale ales, and he had two. Ooh, <laughs> good. I don't think, yeah. Like his dad. He was only 100 metres from his house, so he was lucky I had to go to another listing appointment. So. <laughs> All right, let's start uh, this, this week with the wine lane. Louise, let's start with you. Okay, so I'll see if I can get it in view here. So yeah. I have, can you guys see, I have the Robert Oatley. 2018? Yep, 2018 Margaret River Cab Sab Signature Series. So I haven't tasted this one ever before, so I'm quite excited. Um, it's a full flavor. You boys are safe. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Flavored, finely structured cabernet of great appeal, um, blackberries, dried leaves, <laughs> gravely tannin. We'll see how it goes. I think they stopped uh, production they, they, in. So they have they have two style of wine, Robert Oatley. They have the normals, the, the standard the label, and then they have the signature series, right? Yep, correct. Mm. So, Did a screw top series. loop or a cork? Screw. Lucky. Let's go <laughs> Keep it under hundred dollars. Pardon? Did you keep it under hundred bucks? Course. You need to turn your microphone up, Danola. I can't believe I'm saying that, but. <laughs> yeah, you can say you turn it down shortly. <laughs> can you hear me or not? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. I just not as, yeah. not as strong as usual, mate. All right, Chris, what's your bottle, man? I've got a, an Amon Ra. So oh. this is the better version of the wine that we had that you just spoke about that I sent to you guys last time we went, we had at your place. The one that you got caught cheating with. That's the one. It wasn't cheating. It was opportunizing. <laughs> All right. It's trying to utilize the rules to my best advantage, which we voted down. And this, the Jeff hated Chris that day. And Chris lost. You got your bottles. Shut up. Right. That's <laughs> um, explaining. It's a Shiraz. It's an unfiltered Shiraz. I'm not sure what yep. that means. I haven't looked it up yet, but it's an unfiltered oh, I've had an unfiltered Shiraz from your garage once, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you hadn't filtered the cork out of it. <laughs> <laughs> We've been there before, Luang. We know exactly about Chris's unfiltered wine. <laughs> we'll have to fill you in some other time, Lou. We'll have to fill you in. <laughs> I remember, it, it's very real, very well rated on Vivino, and there's some really good feedback on it. Yeah, and um, I'm looking forward to drinking it actually. So, no, that's nice. What about you, Cam? What have you well, got? I didn't bother because I was disqualified. So, 
No, I didn't actually. I, I'm disqualified because I didn't send my wine in on time, which, you know, is horse shit when one person gets a reminder but another doesn't and they're standing next to each other. That's good. That's brotherly love. And I reminded him. I mean, but then I thought you were going to cry yesterday when you realised you'd spent $95 on a bottle for a competition that didn't matter. So <laughs> I, had two, I had two options today. I could have gone for a $10 bottle because the, the comp didn't matter. And then I thought of your sad face yesterday, Thomas. And I thought, no, I'll still I'll spend a bit of money so he doesn't feel like he wasted it. So I have, I suppose you'd pronounce it Toll Puddle. Old puddle, yeah. Wow, what is it? Chardonnay. Mm. It's a 2020 Chardonnay from Tasmania. Nice. Um, it rates reasonably high on Vivino. It's a, a fairly young vineyard. Oh, I don't know, 1988. So it's not the oldest vineyard in the world, but not the youngest probably. Um, and it was 89 bucks for the bottle. So. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. to be. That's good. At least now I know when when you take a girl out on the first day, you will like to take her to a nice restaurant. I get yeah. it. I only go to places I like to eat, mate. So. <laughs> right. mine, is, mine is a Tyrol Vat 8. So it's all from uh, Pokelbin. It's from two grapes, Shiraz and Cabernet, 90% Shiraz, which Ooh. is very reputable in the Hunter Valley. But they blend it with 10% capsaic, which I really like. Most capsaic, it's either too strong and, 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 and it lingers, you know. Where a mix like this, I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to be uh, really the, the Shiraz, the, but the subtlety of the Shiraz, and then it hits you really right at the end with a bit of that heaviness, yeah. hopefully. So we, we will see. I'll open it now. Oh, I'm sure it's amazing. Not that I want to have a shot at the rule maker here, Chris, but. Is the rule you have to buy the wine that week? Do you reckon, or or sometime? No, no, as long as it as long as it doesn't, even if it was given to you, it can't cost more than a hundred dollars if you if you were to go and buy it. Because all I'm saying is I don't have I don't have a very good memory of most times I leave Thomas's place, but <laughs> I'm sure that, that that wine label rings a bell. It's been sitting on the shelf for quite some time in the fridge, so. I'm just not sure of the effort that he, he actually goes to to compete oh, here. Oh. Well, I, I don't yeah. know. Mate. He's got he's got a very very highly um, highly good very good quality wine this week. So I'm right. You I'm talking about you. I'm right. You know what that means I'm right. <laughs> he knows. I've caught him. Talking about you. The I've other rule him. I wanted to, the the other loophole I was just thinking of. We said we can't vote for our own wines on Vivino, right? I voted for yours. That's why it's only a four point three now. So that's what I was about to say. Am I am I like guessing that you guys? I showed you the wine yesterday. Jump on last night and voted a one star. To- no, 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 no. no, I didn't touch it. Uh, I didn't. That's a wrong thing, mate. We, we've got much much better culture than that, mate. I know, mate. You you're not. You're, to say I'm worried about you as a competitor would be false. So I don't have to. I don't. You're going to bring yourself undone sooner rather than later. You've brought oh. too many. You brought too many good wines recently. You're going to go back to the old Chris shortly. I'm sure of it. Listen, I'm actually spending my part, my my time now on, on Dan Murphy's and on Vivino online, trying to see their high rated wines. If I can get them from Dan Murphy's, mate, so I'd have to spend hours taking photos of bloodies of bottles of wine in the in the shop. But we'll see. Next week, I've got a good one lined up, mate. You better bring your A game. I tell you I've now. already bought mine. Oh, I'm good. 
I remember to just remember to send it in, right? Yeah, I, I, bought, it, I bought it today, and you screwed. It'd probably be the highest rating wine we've ever had. Cam, set a reminder. Hey, set a reminder in your phone. That's that's how I did it. Yeah, normally I haven't even bought it though. So today I've I've bought next week's wine today. It'll be the highest rating wine we've ever had on the show, I believe. So, cheers, so, guys. Cheers. Yeah, to, happy birthday for yesterday, Lou. Mm. Happy Thanks. birthday, Lou. Thank you. Thanks very much. You all nice enough to send me a lovely text message, which was great. Thank you. I got much. nothing off you for my wedding anniversary, but thank you, guys. Thank you very much. No, we sent we, we sent Crystal a box of tissues. <laughs> she needed them when she got a present, mate. <laughs> seven years this year. Seven years is the copper anniversary, so I bought her a plastic police car. <laughs> I did. Oh, dear Edwin. <laughs> I'm still married. Uh, what's the news this week? What's happening? Oh, mate. Oh, I've got a question. Did anyone hear the story about the Swedish Prime Minister getting voted in, the female Swedish yeah. Prime Minister? Yeah. And then within 12 hours, she resigned. Yeah. Her party collapsed around her. Goodness. Because it's a Swedish for you, isn't it? They're not known. Oh, is that the Swiss or the neutral ones? What do the Swedes do? What are the Swedish good for? Nothing? <laughs> Bloody skating, ice skating. Good looking people. Good looking people. That's what they're good for. Ah, Inga from Sweden. Sven, Sven and Inga. Sven and Inga. I'm here, the Kings of <laughs> Anyway, I, I was surprised. 12 hours, you go for a race, trying to win an election, and 12 hours later, because things start getting hard, you you're, you're resigning. You're, you're pulling out of the party. I, I don't know the the full story. Yeah. I looked into a little bit. There was a bit of support that was supposed to be there that was pulled out last minute, and crazy, crazy mm. stuff. Mm. One of she buys the first uh, first dinner. <laughs> yeah. What, what about what about Palachi trying to um, to use a little bit of uh, a lie, a white lie, a, a real lie mm. about the uh, one hundred and fifty dollar test jab. And then coming out afterwards, uh, saying that, you know, it's been agreed now. So the federal government's going to pay for half. It has always been agreed from day one. Mm -hmm. And the, these, these are the things that's really happening, right? And, and, and I'm thinking a lot of these politicians, they don't say anything. But now it, it's starting to come out that people are uh, standing up and saying, no, that was a lie. I think um, one of the, no, the, it was the uh, opposition, the leader of the opposition came out, right? And denounced it. Yeah. I think some of these things need to be known. Uh, New Zealand has uh, let go of their COVID zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, thought I think... Was... Um... Go, Cam. No, Cam's got problems. have got very short memories. <laughs> got problems. It's, it's, it's raining fairly heavily in uh, Carryong, so the internet might come in and out, but... What I've noticed with the COVID stuff is we've all got very short memories. No one talks about it much anymore. And it's a bit of a shame. I think the good thing is the protests are starting to ramp up, more people starting to speak. It's a shame that the first lot to do it was so uh, harshly vilified and, mm. and condemned when, when they started the movement. Um, how Palaszczuk still got a job or, and, you know, they're pretty mm. not very switched on up in Queensland, so she'll probably get re-elected at some point with all the lies that she's... Um, she's thrown around has been pretty sad and it just doesn't get out to enough people. That's the problem. I, I learned about it on Sky News last night, but you're only watching Sky News if you already know that 
Palaszczuk's a dickhead because that's that side of politics. Uh, mm -hmm. um, I don't. What about the Jackie Lambie speech in Parliament? I didn't actually see it. Did any of you guys see it? I didn't see her speech, but I know the One Nation Party gave out a mobile number and that's caused a whole heap of drama. So, um, yeah, she's amazing. I, I, I actually love her. I think she's brilliant. I think. Um, you look a bit like her, you know, Lou? <laughs> yeah, if my hair was a little bit darker. I reckon you're as tough as her. Yeah, well, I hope so. I'd, I'd be, you know, happy with that. I mean, she is. She's so passionate, though, and that's what I, every time I do see her, and I'm not, I have to admit, I'm not big on politics and I don't follow it probably as closely as what some of you guys do and whatever, but um, she's a standout for me because she gets the point across and she's not afraid to fight, and that's what I love. More, like, if we had more people in a position, well, not even in a position because they are in a position, but they need to stand up and, and have their say and, and make it count. And that's what she does, tends to get across mm -hmm. all the time. That's why I like her. I think she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they paint her as... They paint her as an extremist. They paint her as, as someone who's... But see, she's ex-military, so she's got that sort of presence about her, you know? No, yeah, I, I agree with you. I like how strong she is, and, and regardless of whether you agree with what she's saying, at least she's saying it, right? Absolutely. So, That's exactly it. But the way that the, the males, the, the boys' club, which is the, the rest of the government, tries to shut her down is just by painting her as someone who's hasn't got all the faculties about her, which I think if you listen to her speak, couldn't be further from the truth. Exactly. And you know, the thing is she relates, so many people can relate to her because she's a politician, but she's human. You know, she hasn't got that. There's thing. no such thing. Don't go too oh, far, Lou. Look. <laughs> don't go, hey, don't come on here saying crazy stuff, Jackie Lambie. Don't start cutting me off again, Cam. All right. <laughs> Girl. 13, um, but, 13 minutes in. Well done. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I really like her and I only caught a little snippet of it, but what I've seen was pretty impressive and it made the news the next day. So, I mean, it was obviously, you know, made made sense to a lot of people. So mm. I think the guys in Parliament paint her in that sort of picture because they're scared of her. They don't know how to handle her and they're, yeah. they're intimidated. And the only yeah. way they can do it is by ganging together and pushing her that side. Exactly. I think she's got a background not only in the military, but uh, from she comes from the country as well, right? So she's got... I think she can, but anyway, she's got that, you know, it's in Tasmania, it's all country. There's no city there, is it? <laughs> you know, she calls an ace and ace a spade a spade and straight down the line. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think it's it's very good. I think, I think she could kick the shit out. Very timely for what we need. We don't we don't need any more of this bloody bullshit that generally we get. So Yeah, but the damage is wrong right, done. Cam, I think I think Cam, you're right. You're gonna say she could kick the shit out of most people. Oh, she could kick the shit out of the guys. They're worried about it. A politician is reading a few good stuff, and Mark Twain, the poet, the writer, said it best. Politicians and diapers must be changed often, and for the same reasons. <laughs> right? <laughs> Besides that, seriously, every now and then we got a, a say, but what I am... Um, not upset, but you know, I, I, I find it ridiculous that no politicians really addressing this is how this country and the world actually is being torn apart by a, a, an invisible virus. Mm, mm. When you see that in Austria, for example, now, um, they I think they're about to enter lockdown uh, for, for the un, uh, unvaccinated. Mm. And everywhere in the world they're protesting because one after another, all the European countries are following suit. Mm. But then 
to go too far. Even in Australia, we, we're trying now to make new rules to make sure we keep the unvaccinated away and, and almost like to punish them. I, I, I think that this is where is not only it's an Australian, but I think that it is pretty wrong. If you decided to be vaccinated, whether it is uh, uh, against your will or because uh, out of your free volition, mm. you have to accept that the other people who decided not to be vaccinated, they, they, they have their own freedom. You don't have to go out there and not have a vendetta because they didn't do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. Do you think we'll go... We did pretty well. We weren't a COVID podcast for about a month. We got away from it. But do you, do you think we'll end up, do you think we'll follow Europe? Do you think we're going to get back? Obviously, they're seeing the protests, but I, do you think in six months' time we're back in lockdown? No, I don't think so. I, I, for me, I think that the, the lockdown is going to be for the unvaccinated. It's going to happen again. For anyone who's unvaccinated, it, um, they, they're going to have to be ready for round three. Yeah, yeah. It's too class society, isn't it? Like it's it's going to be. That's what it is. That's the problem. Some, I mean, people have been saying that about everything, though. Like they say that about houses. Now you got the people who can own who own a house and the people who can't afford to buy one, and that's causing a chasm in society. And um, the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer and all that sort of thing. But this is a it's a fairly uh, visceral picture of it. In you know. We can say the rich getting rich and poor getting poor, and people can't really paint a picture of it. It's, it's a yeah. bloody good. If you're on a talking pad and drawing what a two-class society looks like, that's exactly what we're doing, isn't it? Mm. And um, it's it's very, very sad. I think the damage has already been done. We've spoken about that many, many times, about the damage that's been done by the lockdowns and everything to follow. Mm. Um, but but it's, move, it's getting worse. It, mm. it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys like? We've all got kids. Are your kids vaccinated? Nah, not a chance now. Yeah, my eldest are not the youngest one though. Mm, yeah, yeah, mine all are. Like, and my youngest is only fifteen. Um, but I just, you know, I've, I, we sort of went through a thing up here because we have been fairly protected from COVID. But you know, ninety percent of the people that come here are from heavily affected COVID areas, and so there's been a real big push on, you know, school kids getting done and. Um, you know, the younger kids in the area. So, but my, but, you know, I sort of, as I do with my kids, you know, I sort of let them make up their own minds with, within reason. But my youngest son said, mum, I want to get vaccinated. And I said, mate, it's your body, it's your choice. And if that's what you want to do, because that's the thing, once they're 14, they get their own Medicare account and everything anyway. I mean, he got a letter in the mail the other day saying that he'd missed one vaccination for um, tetanus or something. But it was directed to him and not me, his mum. So it, it, it's all filtered and, and pushed their way anyway. But, you know, it was his decision, so I did it. Um, but I just interesting to get other people's perspectives on it. My 14-year-old's, I believe, been done. I think he got Moderna, but he, he, he doesn't live with us full time. But his mother um, works in a blood testing facility. She's a she's a yeah. nurse. So, yeah. um, she has to get tested every three days. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the kids, I mean, I won't be sticking it in my kids' arms, and that's. But they, you know, they're ten and six, so yeah, yeah totally. Um, and I don't judge. Hey, I don't judge anyone who has or does or have it. And that's been the story the whole time. We don't judge anyone either way. No. But everyone should be free to have their opinion or make their own choice. And that's what Thomas is saying. The people who have chosen <clears throat> one way are now being shunned, and and yeah. it's not even. Um, it's not even realistic to think that 90% of the population chose willing. 
Yeah, to be vaccinated. Well, to get vaccinated first. Like, yeah. Yeah, that, oh, that, that's the survey I want done. How many people went willingly and how many people felt like they had to, right? And we've had that blow up on here many, many, many times. So yeah. I think you'll find half of the vaccinated population siding with the unvaccinated more so, and it'll just be the elite, the, the Hills District people of the world, sorry, Jeff, who had their fucking vaccine delivered on a, on a velvet cushion. That'll um, yeah. That'll have a problem. That'll have a problem going to the restaurant. A restaurant at the same time as someone who's unvaccinated, which makes no sense because when you're trying to convince us to get vaccinated, you said it'll make you safe. So if you're vaccinated, you're safe, aren't you? Yeah. Aren't it, you? Yeah. No, you're not. But that was the whole point. Yeah. You're fucking idiots. Yeah. Well, see. It- hey, I went into a McDonald's. Right uh, to get the girls uh, some breakfast. Oh, of course you did. Of course you did. It was the girls' breakfast. And anyway, so and I said to the girls, I was going to take them out. It was Sunday, and I thought, you know, I'll take them out. It's Father and Daughter's Day uh, morning, and there was no seat available. So I, I asked the, uh, the the people in inside McDonald's, why aren't people allowed to sit in here? Oh well, that's because some of our staffs are unvaccinated. So here's my thing: I'm now going to places. And there's, there's, they have one uh, bodyguard or one uh, security dude and another person asking you to show you all your credential, all your vaccination stuff, and, and you have to sign in. And I feel almost, I feel like saying, what about you showing me? Mm. The because you're asking me something personal to show you. What about you show me? Yeah, yeah but there's a problem, right? That's, it's not their fault that they're asking you. Yeah, the government's fault that they're they're asking you. Yes, right. I think it's people. It's the people who made the rules' fault that they're asking you. So I feel sorry, and literally every single time I've been asked, because I look, I walk straight past them. I'm not going to sign in. I'm not going to do nothing. And if they pull me up, I'll turn around and go, "Yeah, right, Al." And they always apologise. I'm so sorry. Can you just show me your your stuff? Mm. And they they're fearful and they're. They're apologetic and and that's wrong. And we we spoke to Lena, right, who wasn't going to open her restaurant again because she didn't want her staff to be in that position where she had to ask people. So I hope not too many people feel the way TL does because then we're going to be taking it out on the wrong people. I I think it's not the the person on the door whose fault it is that they have to ask to see your credentials. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense, though, that, you know, that – all of us could walk into any place being fully vaxxed. Um, but we can also go to Bunnings on the weekend and the whole place is full of possibly unvaccinated people because it doesn't matter there. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense that there's places you can go and can't go. We can all go, regardless of status, can go to a service station, a pharmacy, Bunnings, a hospital, you know, and numerous other places, and it doesn't matter. Please, yeah, Coles, Woolies. Please, Coles. And, and, and like, it's so ridiculous because you've got Woolies there and a chemist and a chemist outside and then a flower shop there, and you can go to those two places and mingle with everybody in that circumference, radius, whatever you want to call it, but you can't step foot in that place next door, which most of those people just walked out of. It's just ridiculous. I was in a pub on Saturday, shock horror. But... Um... <laughs> everyone is sitting down maskless and having a drink and the police walked in. Yeah. And I went to the bar while the police were there uh, interrogating. You could only call it interrogation, interrogating the manager. 
and I didn't have a mask on when I went to the bar. $5,000 fine for going to the bar without a mask on. But as soon as you got the drink in your hand, you're sitting down, the mask can come off. But that walk, that four-meter walk from your table to the bar, $5,000 fine for every person. And it's not it's not the not me who would have had to pay it. It's mm. the publican. And, and yeah. the look on his face when they told him, they, he said, what do you mean? When they brought out the new changes, we don't have to do that anymore. And the Mr. Police lady was, no, this is how it is. And um, so there was no fines issued then. But what a fuck, like, what are we doing? That's the problem. It, there's so many rules and there's the people that are really policing it. There's people who don't care. Like I go into one shop and it's, show me your status immediately, not hi, how are you? Like, show me your status. And then now the shop, I go to pull out and they say, don't, don't worry, it's fine. You know, so you've got the the ones that are really sticking to the rules, the ones that don't care. You know, it's just the ones who are just so confused because it's such a great area. Like no one really knows, including the police, I'm sure of it, because it changes so often what the actual rules are. And that's like... But you'd be amazed that 60% of the police is only vaccinated. They're- yes. There's so many police people, policemen, stopping you are not vaccinated. Yes. But the lady and her bodyguard standing at the bar interrogating that manager at the bar were not wearing masks. Yes. Or they were saying if you stand at the bar (laughs) and you get a $5,000 fine. That's because they carry a gun. Oh, he's got, mate, he had one hand on gun, one hand on baton, and I looked over at him and I didn't ask where's your mask because I'm a pussy, but... I'm going, she's real tough because there's a guy standing behind her with a hand on his gun. And then I'm real tough because I didn't ask them where their mask was. But, yeah, it got me at a weak moment. But You know, I think regardless whether you're a policeman or the general public or working in a cafe or a, or a shop asking for someone's ID, I think majority of people with any common sense are just past it. They're just over it. They just want to move on. And then, you know what? Forget the bloody mask. Forget scanning in. Let's just continue like normal. Not what are we at? Ninety percent vaccination rate. Three or something. I don't have. I don't have the same. I don't have the same sympathy. Fuck! I love digging holes. I don't have the same sympathy for police that I do for the young girl who's standing at the front of a shop, yeah. having to ask people. If you true, join mate, the, true, true. if you join the police, you joined a. You wanted a job where you get to enforce the rules, right? That's yeah. That's what you chose to do for a living, but the. The 19-year-old who had to ask me twice inside of five minutes for my vaccine while I was trying to buy him a bloody plastic police car, I said, I was just here. She didn't remember I was just here. I had to get it out. She didn't join the police. She didn't choose to be enforcing rules. As a taxpayer, I'm looking at the coppers going, surely there's something more important that you could be doing than walking into a bar and enforcing bloody... um, COVID rules. I oh, carry on such a clean upstanding suburb, mate, that there is literally nothing else from to do there. So maybe <laughs> down in Bank, maybe down in Bankstown where you're from, there's more from the do. Lots but... to do, mate. Lots to do. Lots to do. We only white collar crime in carry on, mate. Yeah. Any suburb where you door knock with a vest on. Because <laughs> the one this week's uh, topic, man, it's really raining here. Oh, it's pissing I wish we'd stop choosing topics that are meant to be fun that turn out to be no fun at all. That's what I wish we'd <laughs> no, be fun. Because on this the face of things, 
because on the face of things, should the guy pay on a first date seems like a fun topic, but then you start looking into it and talking to people and all of a sudden all the fun is gone. So, <laughs> so we, we, we rely on you again for the fun. Okay. Well, that's good because I've paid, I've paid for every meal I've ever been on a date. And I'm never doing it ever again. I've decided after doing my research, so <laughs> tough shit, tough shit, everybody. <laughs> That includes you blokes when we go for lunch. So the topic is, should the guy play on the first date? Yes. Quickly, let's, same as last week. Quickly, quickly last week, we did a quick run around to see where everyone's position was before we started. So TL, should the guy pay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Chris? 100%. Lou? Look, I, I think it depends on the situation. Yes or no? No. And I'm a no. And you're a no. Very good. All right. So we have two no's, two yeses. That's good. Uh, all right. So why do you think the guy shouldn't pay you then, Ken? Well, I've always paid, like I said. All right. But, but hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't be batting for that side. No, and- no. I realize the errors of my way. <laughs> I have realised over the last couple of days how much money I've wasted and how you much ego, <laughs> how much ego was involved, and how I just pull my wallet out oh, because I can, and how I think it was going to get me laid, or how whatever I thought was going to happen, because I'm the one paying, and how little of it actually ever happened. And then I go, well, hang on, why do and what well, what the conclusion I've come to in a very broad term is it's a social construct that the guy should always pay. It's another thing we've been conditioned to believe. And now in the era where women wear the pants, apparently, except when they want a jar of salsa open, why should we have to fucking pay? You want equal rights, pay occasionally. How hard is that? Yeah. So that's why I think no. And then I thought... We're not talking occasionally. We're talking the first date, mate. We're not taking occasionally. We're talking the first date. Yeah, no, you want equal rights. So I know I know a couple of people I talked to said definitely the guy should pay, or one said if if he ever wants to see a second date, he should pay. (laughs) I know someone else who thinks that um, whoever asks for the date should pay. So if you're the one instigating, you should be the payee. And then I actually thought we're probably being a bit narrow-minded or we don't want to get cancelled. So I actually did some investigation in what the gay community does in this situation because what oh. happens if you've got two guys or two girls? Interesting. That. Yeah. That and what was the conclusion? Well, the overwhelming consensus, apart from <laughs> we could go pretty deep, but generally speaking, they all thought it should be split down the middle. So 50 feet, one week, one, you know. Yeah. And, and a lot of whoever instigates should be the payer. Some of it was based on their uh, their uh, their uh, role, their, their sexual role in the relationship. Who should pay? Um, men. Sorry. The men. Yeah, ten percent <laughs> thought that the top should pay. They they call them tops. I've, I've been. Uh, you have done your research. I did. I did some research, and then. Um, but yeah, in the, I think so. I think the the um, LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ community <laughs> has it spot on where it's 50 50 because we're all about equality, aren't we? We're all about equality, 
Yeah, yeah. I know many a poor bloke who's just looking up at the world and he's met his dream girl and he's like, I could never have that. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I don't have a job. I'm living on food stamps. She's a supermodel. She's earning $200,000 a year. I could never be there. And then he lands that date. He lands that date. And the poor fucker's got to spend his life savings to buy her a milkshake. Right, because society says that the rich supermodel shouldn't have to pay for a fucking thing. No wonder she's rich. No wonder we're living in a two-class society. My goodness. So, anyway, next. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's have no, no, lose on my team, sort of. She she doesn't have to agree with anything I just said, but she agrees that it doesn't matter. So, I agree with a lot of it, but I was about to say, I think we need to have. The other side of the scale. Yeah, I agree, stuff. Lou. We're yeah, in this together. Today we are, Cam. Well, Christy, now I can talk to you about the, the land. He comes from the land of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> it's, sure. it's nothing else to do but about chivalry, right? It's it's about it's chivalrous kind of action. It's it's really uh, about manners. It's not about equality. It's Didn't not they kill about- each other? Didn't they kill themselves, Romeo and Juliet? Or each other. No, they didn't kill each other. Now you can see the dude that's never read Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, they took a, they drank the they drank the poison together because they're like, fuck, I'm sick of paying for dinner. I'll kill her. No, I, I think it's about manners. Uh, that's first of all. First of all, it, and it's not about society putting it onto us. This, I think, has been put into us like from thousands of years. It's it's about society. Yeah, but it's not today. It, it's it's in our DNA. You, you listen to someone like Jordan Peterson, he'll tell you that uh, many of the things that we do actually come from so, um, so many of those old archetypes that we follow, you know? It's nothing else. It's it's a normal thing. Uh, they do they, they, in the world of animals. Men do their best job to try to attract female. I mean, this, this is what happens. If you look in the animal world; it's the same thing. They male spend energy on on, on parading, on looking good, grooming themselves to make sure that they can attract. Why? Because in the end. If, if a meal or two or even 10 or 100 meal will get me the lady who's going to be carrying all my offspring, this is how it works. And, and so I think that chivalry has been something that was put in. Nothing to do with the equation that we are looking at today. We'll see. You know? <laughs> but that's my point. And, and, and so the, here's the thing. I, I want to ask even more question about this. Um, what 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 if what if you go to a restaurant but you go to a cheap one? Is that badly viewed by the woman? I'm asking. That's the I Oh, you're asking me? <laughs> You're the only, woman, the only woman here apart from Cameron, so let us know. Yeah. Oh, you, you, we've used that joke, Chris. Okay, okay. I had to get it in, mate. I'm, I'm waiting for some of the comments. If we get comments, we, we'll, uh, I'll read them for you. But really, yeah. should, would, woman, would, would, would a woman look at how much or, or the type of restaurant the man is taking her to on the first day? Uh, these are questions I think that's important for us to look at because there are kids out there whose 
who are dating now. Oh, and- I believe the answer to that question is going to hurt your argument, too. Also, be careful yeah. what questions you're asking, mate. It's not my argument, mate. Well, it is your argument. You just said that chivalry and its manners to pay for dinner. What if the bloke can only afford manners? Uh, Maccas, how, how, how's he going to pull the, how's yeah. he going to be the winning lobster there? Well, he's a, he's a, maybe he's not a winning lobster, mate. I'm telling you, if he, he can only take her to the McDonald's, maybe he's a put down kind of lobster, right? So, so I'm just asking you, Lou. First of all, let's answer his question. What if on the first date, Steve took you to Macca's? I bet you that's where it was. Uh, no, I can't, I can't actually remember where it was, to be honest, because it must have had such an impression that I can't remember. I but- picture Steve doing a hungy. Anyway, but vending machines. No, but look, okay. I guess, I guess the location does, and and we're talking first date, okay? So we don't really know much about each other at this point in time. The bloke's trying to make a good impression, um, you know. But I guess it does change things slightly. Um, but in the little bit of research, and I've only done a little That's bit of research this week. Hey, did you? Oh, I did, because why should it change? He's doing his best, mate. If all he can afford is Maccas, that's all he can afford. Hang on, we're meant to be on the same team. Yeah, we are. We are. Hear me out, Cam. Let's stop talking and hear me out. <laughs> so I guess I guess it does actually change things slightly. But here's the thing, back to your argument, Thomas, with that's how it's always been. History says this is what happens and whatever else. We are in a completely different world these days. And women want equal rights and women want to feel as though they are in control to some extent and i guess looking at the little bit of research that i did they uh women will actually most men think that most women want the men to pay for the meal in most men think that the women think that most men think that the women think men should pay for the meal the women actually don't think that and sometimes it's all just about getting blokes to pass a shit test apparently um and so <laughs> you know sometimes and and this is how ridiculously my mind was blown there are blokes out there that budget four to five to six hundred dollars a month um sorry in some cases it was a week on dating on dating and you know, women look at that as not so much as a good thing, um, but women want to have control. Women want to, you know, make their own decisions. Some women will actually be turned off if the guy pays for the first date because, yeah, believe it or not, Chris, I see Chris is like shaking his head. But when you start to look into it, asking around, and Cam, obviously you've got a similar response, hence why you're on my side of the fence this this week. Um, not being controversial. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've, I've changed. Listen, you're, you're talking to a bloke who blew a whole credit card on a first date once, never saw the girl again, and didn't get laid. Did you right? feel, uh, didn't, even a, didn't even get a sympathy route, right? There was no, the deal. There was no, the deal. no, she saw the baby seat in my back car when I've had my first kid. And she was like, you didn't tell me you had a child. She still ate the fucking dinner, though. She still ate it. She still knew I was paying. Most expensive restaurant in bloody Terrigal. And I, I spent a whole credit card yeah. and got a kiss on the cheek and a good night. Yeah. Love you and you deserved it. Let's go back to Macca's. <laughs> I wish I could have. 
if, if if a man on the first day just invited you because he goes, you know, I just want to sit down in a place where we can have something to eat, where we can have something to drink. I, I really want to sit down in a place where we can just talk, right? Mm-hmm. Don't have to spend thousands of dollars to, to talk. We can we can just go to markets. It's convenient. How would yep. you feel? Well, I guess I, I would be, it would it'd be a little bit like a first impressions thing. How into the guy would I be? Or, or was I? Because if I was kind of into the guy, I'd probably go, hmm, what? Like Maccas, really? Whereas if I wasn't really into it and I was happy to go along as a friend and have a conversation, whatever, whatever the intentions were on the other end, I'd be fine with it. So if Chris Hemsworth said, I'm buying you a six pack of nuggets, you'd be like, go for it, baby. That's what you'd do. <laughs> This, this shows how fickle this 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 construct oh, actually this, oh, this, this shows how fickle Thomas's construct actually is because if Chris oh, Hemsworth no, said no, if Chris no. Hemsworth said to all the ladies you're paying they would just say how much that's what they'd say. Make his fame out of it and uh, no, I guarantee it. Thomas uses the example of um, Nicole Kidman selling houses and how many how easy it would be for people to list how easy she'd list houses because she's Nicole. Nicole Kidman. Chris Hemsworth yeah. isn't paying for any dinners from no Yeah, on the other side of that, mate, you'd you'd put you'd put your your house up for mortgage if you were dating, you know, Eva Langoria or something like that. So mate, I mean it's you know, horses for courses here. And I'll go back to what Tom Clearly Rita's not in the room. This is this is comes mate, and she was treated like a queen, mate. I won't go there, but I'll tell you now <laughs> that this goes back this goes back centuries, mate. And this is uh uh, yes, it is a social construct. We believe this is the chivalrous thing to do. It's a romantic thing. Open car doors, buy them flowers, get them a nice dinner, whatever it may be. Beautiful conversation. Be open. Um, be more interested in them than you are in yourself and what you want to tell them and so forth. This is all the things we do on a first date, whether you take them to bloody Maccas or to Tetsuya. It doesn't really matter. It comes down to how you want to be treated is how you treat that other person. And can I tell you, if someone's going to take you to Macca's, what's a, I don't know, what's a, a, a Macca's meal for two costs? I don't know, 30 bucks? You know exactly what it costs. You have one most of the week for it's yourself. Been weeks since I've been to Macca's, <laughs> mate. It's been weeks. So, look, <laughs> if, 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 a, if a person is creative, if they had a choice of Macca's and they were creative, they might buy a nice bread, um, a nice bottle of wine, some bread and some cheese, take you to a beach and have a chat on the beach with a bottle of wine. Would that leave a more of an impression than taking them to Macca's? I'm not talking about what makes an impression. We're saying who should pay. No, 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 no. But they're paying for the first date. Don't, don't mix the two, mate. They're still paying for the first date. And it's the impression that you leave. That's what I'm getting at. It's the impression that you leave. And you know what? The girl's putting this guy through the shit test. Seriously? It's not good. Because I guarantee you, everyone has told you that um, oh, I want to pay for my own. I want to pay for my own. They want to be spoiled. They want to. They want to be taken care of. They want someone to open the car door. They want. I'd love that to, to happen for me once. Now, mate. mate, I'd love it to happen for me once. I'd love to be spoiled and the car door open yeah. for me and just to be whispered sweet nothings into my ear. I did Listen. that for you last week and I got nothing. Yeah. So look. <laughs> Lou, I ask you this, though. I ask you this, right? And you're one of the strongest women I know. But what is it the same answer 20 years ago? To what? Or 15. To, to this question, is it the same answer 15 years ago? No, because we're in a completely different world now. and that's Okay, the- but, are, but are you answering for society or are you answering for yourself? 
because that's the difference. Society and, now has changed. Society answering for society, I think no, um, it's not. It's not necessarily the bloke's job uh, to pay for the first meal on the first day. No, I think it can be an equal thing. It can be a whatever. Um, answering for myself again, no. I, I think you know it's it's it determines it's determined by the situation. I think, and every situation is different. I mean, as you said, as a woman, yes, every woman wants to be wined and dined. But to be honest, if if I was in a on a date and I felt, you know what, this is not going anywhere, I would probably offer to pay for half the meal anyway because I'd feel. That's like called the friend zone. That's called the friend zone, right? And you know, when I was prospecting, when I was younger, I was out prospecting. Someone wants to pay for. That's the friend zone. Thanks very much. Let's wrap it up. I'm off. That's my that's answer. That's my honest answer. If I feel it's a friend zone, I'm paying for half because I feel bad to take this guy's money. Then you know you're not on. Yeah, back to my credit card. She didn't offer to pay for half, though. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's Ali, right. if you're listening, I'm glad you've moved on in life and you're happy. But, okay, me too. But, but I still right. haven't paid off that credit card. See, there's, um, also, there's also the situation where some women when blokes pay for the first meal and and say it progresses and there's a second and a third and a fourth date and then some women kind of expect that to keep happening and sometimes like yeah. they, and, I, and i have done limited research this week but based on that some women will actually you know it's 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 a use and abuse situation it looks like advantage of the situation the, the term Absolutely. the guy which i was a little bit horrified but the guy used he called it blokes being used as emotional tampons, which I found horrendous, but that was his terminology. But look, I know it sounds horrendous, but but when he started to go into this and he was like, you know, if this allows, if you allow this and it keeps happening, is she is she even in it for the right reasons, you know? You know, that, that's the thing, Lou. If, if the guy was had, had any brains about himself, if someone, if you're taking a lady out and she's not even offering, right? Yeah. And there is no courtesy from her side. There was a beautiful movie. Uh, I wasn't. It was a good movie. It's called The Bronx Tale, right? If you've yeah. ever seen it, there's a part in the movie where he's talking to the young fella about the first date. And he goes, you need to pay. He goes, however, you know, if she's the right girl, if she reach the, reaches across in the car when you open the car door to oh. unlock your side. That was a very, very simple thing. But that is a thoughtful act by the other person. Yeah, it's not a financial act, is it? Hey, that that doesn't cost them, doesn't cost them anything, mate. Mate, those thoughtful acts are the ones that lead to understanding. If this is someone that I need to pursue, yeah. I read a I read a very interesting article. I I didn't use Google because Google's a leftist commie rag, right? And they're going to be all on the the left side of it. So I used DuckDuckGo and typed in "Why do men pay on first dates?" And the article came out of the UK and it was uh, from Psychology Now, I think it was, psychologynow.com. It was a a psychological piece on it. And they were actually talking about, in their view, the dangers of having that mentality that men should pay. And it it goes both ways. So one Lou's already brought up, it wasn't the first one. It was the the second point they they brought up was that 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 sets a – tone and sets an example and sets an expectation for the rest of the relationship. So mm-hmm. if the expectation is there that this guy must pay for me, where where does that going to stop in the relationship? And yeah. um, we talked about who wears the pants last week and all that sort of stuff. So it's setting a dangerous precedent. The second thing to the guy's side is 
you can't say most, but generally speaking, oh, actually, no, Thomas said it. Thomas admitted it, and Chris kind of did. We're doing it because we're expecting to get somewhere, right? But they used it in a in a sexual parlance. A, a guy paying for dinner, his perception of whether he's going to get some at the end of that date increases by a certain amount. So exactly. exactly. Um, and just on that, Cam, just on that, as you said, it sets a dangerous precedent for, for the relationship going forward. And some women actually, when the guy insists on paying for the first date, that's alarm bells for some women because they go, hang on, control freak, I'm out, I'm out, you know. And so this is why I'm saying it's a different world now. What the article went on to say as well, though, was that it goes the opposite way. If a woman is adamant about paying for everything yes. and a woman is adamant about controlling the the um, date, it actually heightens the male's um, scepticism and that, what did they use, rape? myth culture that, that it scares them that if they actually do do something if they actually do make a move they're going to get accused of rape so um it was a, it was a pretty interesting piece on it and that's where it took all the fun out of it for me i'm like fuck now i'm actually gonna to have to think about this yeah because look i still i go out with friends obviously my wife but anyone i offer to pay that's yeah. just what i do and i know first date forget about the stuff that's, that's no that's- but that's what i mean but we're talking about the first date stuff so but what do you do? And then I ask, what do two women do? Do they both just sit there and stare at each other? And that's what this article actually said. A lot of the time, they sit there and stare at each other because they don't know who's meant to reach for the wallet. So I, I love paying for the first date because for me, first date is a testing ground. How the woman gets back to me in terms of information, I mean, even though I haven't done first date in a long time, tells me a lot about the woman. Mm. And I usually also will say to her, please take whatever you want because it's on me today. And she doesn't realize it. I'm just testing you because you go for the caviar and the shit that's going to cost me a fortune. This is your last date, not first. This is your last one. And And I'm ready to pay for it because that little payment is nothing next to the big payment that could happen way, way down in the future. And so... Cheek lesson. And it's a beautiful test. I, when I go, it's always, I pay. And, and I make it a big deal so that they know I'm going to pay. And I'm looking. Seriously, you get the expensive bottle. And I let you choose. Whatever you want to choose, you're on. And it, it shows me, or, you know, so much more information for the amount of money. So I think... It's not just chivalry, but I think it's... Yeah, 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 now it comes out. Yeah, oh, it's the right thing to do. You're a fucking spy. <laughs> but when you go out there, like Cameron, thinking you're going to get laid and then afterwards you're still paying for the credit card because you didn't, you're just dumbass, mate. Oh, mate, i got plenty of information, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I got the same amount of information. I just paid a little bit more for it. And that's what this, that's what this guy said on this. Song. I learned to take the baby seat out of the car. That's what I learned. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, and, look. and even the way that the, 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 the woman, I mean, I'm talking woman because, you know, uh, if the way that she fights to, 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 to pay the bill, the way that she wants to talk about certain things about the bill. I mean, to me, it's, it, it tells me so much about the rest of the relationship. If there is one, if there's none, there's cool. 
But that's not the question is, should the guy pay? Not is it smart for the guy to pay? The answer you're giving and the diatribe you're going on is saying it's a smart move to pay because you'll get more in return as far as information. The question is, should, should. Okay, and it is a smart thing to do. Okay, so what if the woman, what if the woman insisted on paying? How does that change things? Will you marry me? I like that question. If she insists. <laughs> I would, look at, I would look at the way she talks in the way she insists. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, John Gottman, for example, who has done so many studies and in predicting like the amount of re- divorce in a couple by just listening to a way that uh, people talk to each other in 15 minutes. Yeah. I tell you, in the way that you're actually debating the payment, it yeah. tells you, it gives you information. When the woman say, that's it, if, you, if you're not going to allow me to pay or at least then that's an answer. I'm going, mate, run away from the beach. Yeah, run. <laughs> a control freak coming up. Like, you're, you're, it's just the first date, dude. All right? How boring were your dates? Seriously. I'm sitting there trying to, I'm sitting there going, oh, we're starting to get into it. And you're sitting there psychoanalyzing whether she's answered a question the right way and what that means for, geez, I'd hate to be inside your scone sometimes. That would be fun in, in getting into people's head, man. Right, you're. I know you're trying to get into people's pants with me. Oh, I, hey, I'm yeah. the I'm the big lobster, brother. <laughs> no, you're not a lobster, man. You're, you're a freaking end of a lobster, man. You're <laughs> you know, if someone insists on paying, if you've got a, if you've got a, a woman insists on paying, it, it, and it, it, like Thomas said, it comes down to how she delivers that. Mm. Allow me to pay. Oh, I want to pay. It's totally different. There's a whole subsection of culture. Would you allow it though? Even if it was the most nicest, lovely delivery of look. But you know what? If you're a smart guy, you're like, you know what? You can pay if you let me pay the next time. You got date two already lined up, ready to go. Would your ego allow that? I have to ask. Do I get date two? Yeah, but what if that but but yeah, but you got to forget about what you might get out of it. You got to you got to forget about what might come of it. Like, what if- pardon the pun. <laughs> I even go further. The way that the woman eats will send me information about her upbringing. The, the, the her, t- her table manners will tell me so much information about her. This is why I say it's the cheapest cheapest price for an amazing test. You bring up a very good point, Thomas, and to that, Crystal and I have a great tip for everybody out there, which is never, ever, ever have a seafood platter on a first date. There is no way. One, one, it's not cheap, and two, there is no way you can rip the head off a lobster eloquently. There's no way you can break into a Balmain bug or a crab without spilling it all over yourself and then you suck all the juices out. There's nothing. <laughs> there's no way. So do not. No seafood platters on first dates, everybody. Okay? I don't care who the fuck's oh, paying. Don't do it to yourself, all right? <laughs> Has anyone ever got through a seafood platter without spilling the shit? Everywhere. First, no. first date, first date, and the guy just doesn't refuse to, just refuses to pay or doesn't offer to pay. The bill comes and it sits on the table. Well, if it's anything like having lunch with Thomas, he forgets his wallet a lot. So I don't know. Uh... <laughs> you excuse yourself, you go to the bathroom and you sneak out the back door and you, no, I'm joking. <laughs> 
of every team lunches that we have ever had, Karen <laughs> eight for one. Okay, so <laughs> so let's not even go there. That's a different subject. That article, that article, that same article I was reading said something similar, Lou. It said if we've got to split the bill, you've probably I'm probably stuck in the bathroom window trying to escape before <laughs> before it even got to that point. So. Exactly, exactly. I think that there's so much more, you know. Uh, obviously, some ladies want to see uh, that the romance in the paint. It, it's way more than than just paint. Yeah. Some, some women also want to see, I mean, it's in their DNA to go sometimes to, to go for security. They, this is why in the world of animals, uh, females would not pick a male that is weak or that is going to pass the, 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 the genes onto a weaker species. And so for, mm. for ladies, it's the same thing. He, he, he takes me first date to McDonald's. Seriously, is yeah. that where I want to take the kids for the rest of our lives? I mean, this this is the thing. Mm. What if your last name was McDonald and you were trying to be romantic? I don't know how to how you can be romantic, McDonald. But that that's something that you see have imagined already. I still uh, I, I'm still just trying to follow your reason. I can't do that. But what about going overboard though? What is there any such thing as going overboard? So first date, should you take her to a Tetsuya in Sydney, for example? No. No, here's, a, here's my second tip. Just cook, boys. It's cheap as shit. <laughs> right? You get to show that you can cook or at least, you're at least willing to. Back mm. to Chris's point about being, you know, putting on a show and whatever else. Huh? Mm. I bought a $4 chicken breast, a couple of prawns and some baby spinach, mixed it with some mango, and now I've been married seven years. So it cost me, cost me you $12. Like mango, I suppose. cost me $12.30. You just mix the mango with some chili, uh, sweet chili sauce, and that's your, your – yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And the second date was was a seafood platter, and that's when we worked out, thank God this wasn't last week because I don't like what I've seen from you. <laughs> You know, you know, guys, I'm just thinking back. I've been thinking back whilst we've been having this discussion, trying to think back to Steve and I's first date. And I actually think the first date that we were supposed to have was a coffee date, okay? And so we'd sat up and spoke about it till about 11 o'clock this night and we'd arranged it for the next morning. So I said, and I remember because I had a, I had a sales meeting, so I said, I have to be at work by 8. He starts early, so we have to meet at like 6.30. And you know what? He totally forgot. So I got there, I ordered coffees, and I'm sitting there going, where is this guy? Where is this guy? But you know what? This is the whole crazy psychology behind this whole situation, and, and I don't know how much people think into it at the time, but that should have been alarm bells. That should have been like, this guy's a loser, I'm out done can't even turn up for the first date whatever it's strangely made me more attracted to him explain you had to pay for the coffees i had to pay for the coffees so you paid for the first date first date that's not first bullshit thomas she paid he forgot she paid He's a wrong. The guy does. You just proved it. Made him more curious. Treat him mean. Keep him keen. All that sort of stuff. 
I had to play for the two coffees and I had to drink both coffees. And... Hey, no one, uh, you, yeah, you're going to have to shout that at me again, Thomas, because you're cutting out. But the guy was having a case of Alzheimer. Mate, you were having a moment of being Mother Teresa, man. That's a very different thing. That's not a first date. He paid for the first date and she's never been happier. Lou has got a very big heart, right? Like many women would have said, Steve, fuck off. Yeah. And, but Lou's got a big heart. That, that's the only thing. And oh, I'm going to help him. He's a lost cause. I'm going to make him better. did that to me, I would have said, all right, I just paid for the first date. Next one is on you. She doesn't turn up. Mate, flick her off. Yeah, and see, and this is this is exactly this what happened. I ended up paying for the coffees. I drank them. I obviously tore shreds on on him, and you know the truth was that because we were sitting up so long um, that night having a drink, he he just totally forgot. He totally forgot, and he never lives it down. He still remembers it to this day. And the next day um, was at a Thai restaurant, and it was unbelievably great. So redemption was was made, but. How how does that strangely make women more? Yeah, but that's because men know that you know if if you act like you don't want, then you then you, you, then you get it. Yeah, he done good, mate. He got you to pay. He got you to pay for the coffees, and then the most expensive tire meal I've ever seen is about fifteen dollars a plate. So he right. done. Yeah, he's done bloody good, mate. So. <laughs> We got the Jeff waiting for us. He's, he's hey. going to his word of wisdom. Let's have a look. Hi, the Jeff. What are you doing, man? He's not connected. Oh, he's back. Hello, Jeffrey. Unmute, Jeff. He's unmute. Here we go. Hey, team. How are we all? Hey, my good. I, I thought I thought this would be really so good. I thought this would be really good, you know? I'm single. <laughs> and so have we helped you in any way? Don't get a seafood, don't get a seafood platter, mate. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> well, I just thought there's no there's no good restaurants in Perigal, so it must be a cheap fish and chip shop. Uh, you'd you'd get it delivered to you in the Hills district, wouldn't you, mate? You don't have to travel. <laughs> Fucking and, and the and the chivalrous Mr. Chris. It might, yes, my, my my door my door's automatically locked when I drive. So I don't know what sort of car that you must have that you lean over and lock the girl's door. Mate, we're talking about 25 years ago, mate. So we're talking a long time ago when there was no automatic this oh sorry, that's right. I don't live in the Hills district. Sorry. I know what you were I know what you were reaching over for, mate. It's the oldest trick in the book. Yeah, so that's that's what I thought too. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, I got you, bro. Shit, but the Jeff he's now single. So you you you're on the dating scene, uh, doing. To, uh, have you got some kind of a goal, the Jeff, on uh, first date? Confused by you guys now. You haven't helped me. Good. Hey, but I, I like I like that. I like Lou. You know, you, you meet up for a, a date and then you think to yourself, okay, I'm just going to ignore her. And that girl will like me. That's really good. Yeah. What happened? Well, what happens? What happens with the Zoom? The Zoom calls over the period of time. You know what? What have we been doing? We haven't been eating. Getting. We have to go out and get Uber Eats or something like that. Who pays for that? 
Well, I haven't. I mean, it's a free edition, so what a lot of people do is they click off after forty-four minutes and start again. I've heard Tinder's pretty cheap. Hey, I've got a, a, a great news story. A great news story. Okay, we've announced in New South Wales only yesterday the new top cop, the commissioner Karen Webb. First female top cop in all of New South Wales. Now, this is a really major milestone. Now, that's why that female police officer was so tough in Carrion Tavern the other day. She's feeling oh, emboldened yeah. that her boss is now a woman. Yeah, they were, she was saying that there's only 10% police officers, female police officers, when she started. Now they've got like 25%. Still interesting. So but you know what? I looked into a little bit of her history. You know where she came from? The country. You know where she learned everything? The country? Castle Hill. Oh. <laughs> she was a senior person. She started there. She worked all the way up through the Northwest. This, now, this she's head of a, now she's head of an organisation in charge of finding people for not wearing a mask while they're at the beach. Congratulations. You've done well in life. She should be very proud. Why have we gone back to COVID again? No, we made there was stuff that had to be had to be discussed. Well, I'm asking you a question because um, out of all of us here, you're the only single man. I mean, yeah, due to circumstance. So, when you go out, if if you happen to go out on first date, what would you do? Would you pay? Would you fight to pay? Would you allow her to pay? Would you go out? Well, I'm I'm still a, a little bit of the old school, but what I'll do is I'd carefully ask the question. And I'd carefully ask the question and, you know, and I'd ask the question, you know, you happy if I pay? Simple as that. No, you wouldn't. You're going to reach straight for the bill. They, you don't, they put the bill on the table. What do you do? I, I just put my hand on that bill. And I said, would you mind if I paid? If it was a shitty date, like some of the dates that you might have gone on, I would have probably, I would have probably sort of like, okay. it was all experience, mate. It was all experience and led me up to the big dance, you know, and I'm still dancing, baby. <laughs> I'm still dancing, baby. Right. Big dog. Big the big dog. dog. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's big no, that's how I would do it. You'd actually ask. Yeah. So how's dating going for you, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Not so good at the moment. Yeah. Maybe stop. Maybe stop asking, mate. Well, the assumption: if you got to pay the bill, that means that you've actually had the dinner. That means you've actually got to the first date. Mm. What about the theory that whoever asks for the date should pay the bill? So, if you say, "Would you go out on a date?" How do you ask these days? I don't know. Yeah, but see, I don't think women actually ask, to be honest, all that often, if ever. Are you serious? That I mean, we are about equality here now, and then you coming up with this? Yeah, but I, I really don't. Like, I mean, and and like yourselves, you know, I haven't been on too many first dates, so I can only speak from what I'm hearing. But I don't think women would really ask for a date. They might give subtle hints, which lead the guy to ask, but I don't think they would point blank say, uh, "Will you come out to dinner with me?" I just can't see it happening. And this is a woman who last week was fighting for wearing the pants, and you've just you've just said 
Sorry, I know we're meant to be on the same team, but you can't have it both ways. Here's the thing, right? You can't. No, but it's not having it both ways. It's being smart. It's being smart. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You, you, know, you probably like, don't realise that, Cam. She's being smart. <laughs> hey, the Jeff, what have I done to you? Hey. I preferred you when you were on mute. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine if a if a woman said, "Listen, will you come out for dinner with me?" Can you imagine the bloke's response? Like, honestly. So then you'd probably ask, go, okay, "Fuck yeah, you, your shit." <laughs> I was going to say, would it be okay for him to say your pay? Yeah, but but can you imagine? Like, would would you would that sit? comfortably or would most of you go hang on hang on what's this oh we're all happy for a bit of attention who's going to be disappointed if a woman asks them out everybody's happy for a bit of attention but when it's out of the ordinary and it's there's four men here there's four men here raise your hand if you'd be disappointed if someone asked you out like back in the day right back in the day day, yes who'd be disappointed no it's not a matter of disappointed would it sit comfortably would you just Hell yeah. Who'd be uncomfortable if a chick asked him out? Oh, okay. I, I see. So it's You'd like- be uncomfortable, Crusoe, would you? No, I'm not. No, I'm saying raise your hand. Raise your hand if you'd be uh-huh. uncomfortable if for once a woman took the initiative and asked you out instead of having to do all the bloody work yourself and then you sit there going, what if she says no and I don't want to come across as a creep and how do I ask her and all that shit? Fucking ask. I would have been stoked. Never happened. That's exactly Absolutely. right. Never happened. No, she did. In year eight. In year eight. No, I got a letter from a friend of a friend of a friend saying, do you like Katie? I'm like, who the she fuck is Katie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that was that was Ali. I remember the credit card. Don't worry. I've still got the fucking receipt. The whole card, the whole card. And you know what I didn't pick up on the whole dinner? She's going, are you sure? Are you, are you sure? Are you sure? I should have I should have picked up on that. And I'm like, yeah. yeah we'll be right. This is how ridiculous it is these days. And okay. think- Our stuff is starting to go around the world because we've got someone from the south of France watching us. Yeah. Yeah, Martin. Hi, Martin. I saw your name. How you I doing? reckon the women don't pay for shit over there. Uh, no, women don't pay for anything over there, man. No. In South of France, we don't pay. But this is this is exactly the thing, though. You've got to think about how much of the psychology behind the, the, this whole dating thing. Like, it's crazy. Men think that they have to or they should. This day and age, women, women depending on the woman, see that as a good thing or a bad thing. Um, and like you've said, Thomas, you t- you t- you take the opportunity to analyze whether it's worth the next one. Some like Cam probably wouldn't. Cam would just be in there ripping into his seafood platter. He wouldn't. Even- oh no! Don't, hey, listen. I know a single white female. When I come across one, I've come. I've stumbled across a couple, right? And you go, I'm not going back there again. But we'll still give this one a shot. We'll see how we go tonight. But not going there yeah. again. But we all just admitted, Lou, that we'd all love back in the day. For it to be the shoe to be on the other foot. So yeah, but, you, no, but this is the whole thing. A woman would never ask. For the end, but I'm, I can't. I can't resist it now. I understand that Lou and Cam, the two of you, are against the uh, the idea. But Chris and I, who are still on our first marriage, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got more. Hello, hey. blow. 
No, so what's happened is up, okay. what's happened is we've learned from our mistakes and you guys haven't. That's what's happened. Can I ask hey, Jeff a question? Can I ask Jeff a question? Jeff, like, did Jeff, and Thomas brought up, Jeff, you, you're the only single one here, mate. Uh, are you looking to date? Are you putting your feelers out there? And do you feel dating has changed from when you met your beautiful wife till now and you're now single? Has things changed, do you feel? Oh, God, I think so many things have changed, you yeah. know? There has, and I think um, uh, everyone's got a different voice. I think um, sometimes men are scared to actually ask a woman out. And yeah, um, why, why, why do you think, Jeff? I think a knockback, mm. and I think that can be very detrimental to your soul. A lawsuit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you think there's you also sharing the wealth. You know, the you have to share it to the next yes. person. Yes. See, that's that's this is the next. You're gonna have to uh, give us one day. We we have an organization on Opportunity Day. We're gonna teach you about prospecting, mate. <laughs> <laughs> one in one hundred is selling, mate. One in a hundred is selling. You've just gotta hey. And if you can get them to answer when, where, and why, you're on. <laughs> a bit of training, mate. We'll get that down to fifty in one, mate. Training, we'll get this, yeah. You're going to have to teach us how to fall in love with the no's because every no leads you to a yes. <laughs> no stands for new opportunity, Jeff. New opportunity. Oh. And they're not saying no to you. They're saying no to what you're offering. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. The <laughs> Well, you're gonna have, listen, this is why I love sales because sales, it's everything in life is sales, but people don't get it, you know? And seriously, first date, Jeff, is nothing else but the no you get when you don't knock. I used okay. to love them. You know? I, love them. I have a question. I have a question. And, and so, so when, when you're asking someone, you know, uh, if they're selling and they say no to you and they're being rude, seriously, what you have to think of is to think, bloody tenant only tenants can be which is the same thing as, as when you're asking a, a woman for a date if she says yes you go see i knew straight away deep inside she's ugly so, <laughs> <laughs> hang on you, you're gonna have to write that out for me because i lost it but i didn't know if they say no they're a rental so does that mean you get it on a regular on no a, if they're no if they're rude if they're not nice when they say no if they if they're not nice when they say no, yeah. they're a tenant. And do you know the other one, Jeff? The most important one to remember: if they don't answer after five rings, hang up. When <laughs> 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 does five is that is the five rings enough, or is that now considered stalking? Well, this is a very fine line because no, no, it's really on the same phone call we're talking about. No, but if seriously, she does, but do not connect. If she clicks on your do not connect list, yeah, mate, you're out. It's it's simple. You're, you're no longer got a chance. If you call five times the next day and there's no pickup, you're gone, I'm pretty sure. But, no, I need to ask a serious question because we've talked about how it's the traditional thing when men pay for the, the, the dinner on the first date and all the rest of it. But, Chris, as you sort of were alluding to a couple of weeks ago, which you referred to as courting, which I didn't even know what it was, Dating and the beginning of the whole process is so different. So I haven't experienced it, thank the Lord. But we've got the likes of Tinder, 
and plenty of fish and what what else are there like what I'm sure fish? bubble bubble bee or whatever it's called plenty of fish and so where but this is how dating starts these days back in the day you'd meet a girl at this store you'd say hi how are you nice to meet you or oh, you must be new here blah 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 organize the date now it's swipe left swipe right the stats are huge though on the stats are huge though on the longevity of those relationships and it's overwhelmingly comes back to someone you know or that you know through somebody else are the ones that end up the process the process though cam and that's what i was on oasis i I got one of the worst one of the worst of my life i got on oasis active oasis active used to be a, a free dating website right and this girl had a nice photo beautiful photo we arranged to meet up we arranged to meet at terrigal beer garden and i'm sitting at terrigal beer garden i'm waiting for this girl to turn up and i'm waiting for this hang on don't ruin the story for me and anyway for some reason i looked up and about 30 meters away at the entry to the beer garden was this was this lady no this lady dressed in she looked like morticia adams but only if morticia adams had been eating nothing but pizza for (laughs) three years and she's covered in tattoos but the head looked vaguely familiar and i'm like fuck that's her right and she starts walking over and she spotted me and she starts walking and i've got up and turned to do the harry (laughs) holt out the back entrance my cousin Leanne, God bless her soul, was sitting four tables across. She goes, Cam, Cam. And she stopped me and she stopped me long enough to say hello for Morticia <laughs> to catch up and go, oh, you Cameron? And I'm like, you t- your Tanya. I couldn't run away. I couldn't run away. <laughs> so anyway. We sat there and had one drink and I said, oh, you know, let's go and get something to eat. So we're walking down the main street at Terrigal to a Thai restaurant because I'm like, fuck this. If I'm paying, I'm only spending 10 bucks so I can get out of here. <laughs> anyway. For a reason, Cam. Anyway, no, hey, there's a kid, must be 10 or 12, busking, playing really good guitar, right? Playing really good guitar. He's got his guitar case open. We walk past and she goes, fuck those kids annoy me. And I went, oh, I'm on here. This is something real special. You know what ended up happening? I still fucking paid for dinner. (laughs) Absolute true story. Absolute. My one and only online dating. I'm just trying to think what's sad about that story. You got stuck on a bad date. You had to pay for it and you had to sit with her for a What's bad about that story? We sat on the beach and she said, she actually said, do you want to go back to my place? And I said, no, not a fucking chance in hell. It's been nice to meet you still. <laughs> so I passed up the opportunity, you know, but <laughs> it's one of the greatest and worst stories of my life, but that's where dating has gotten to apparently. That's exactly, exactly my point. Like that's where most new, like I know friends who have started relationships based on, swiping left or right on a dating app and i can't fathom that for one second because i need they lasted lou have they lasted so far so far strangely enough they have and i don't know how i mean 
I don't see. We got friends who are married and had a couple of kids now that met on was Tinder. The vehicle that you met each other, it does not set up a precedent on the the relationship. It's just a vehicle, right? So I I think that the vehicle is need to be looking at the jet. Yeah, but the vehicle's a pre-listing pack, mate. That's the that's the work you do after the prospecting call. It is. It is. That's the. And that's why the majority of relationships are with people that you've known previous. Or- Selling on realista.com a domain or whatever. Yeah. Let's ask the Jeff. Jeff's the only one out of all of us that's dating. Jeff, what are you doing? Stop <laughs> reminding him of that. <laughs> He's not dating. He's too worried about his daughter. He's looking after his daughter. See, I'm not really on the dating scene because he needs to be worried. It's too complex. That's yeah, that's fair enough, mate. That's fair enough. <laughs> and you, you guys have made it more complex. Don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen to the big dog, mate. All right, I've got more experience than most. I've had a cut, I've been through two of them. I've got, I, I, I have never said this, but on Wami Wisdom, I'm gonna say any of these uh ladies who know of single ladies, they, they better be pretty and have a big wallet because we are not hearing out the Jeff with anyone. Jeep. I was wondering what was going to come after wallet then. Yeah, yeah. look, if, if you are looking at first date, you may want to just uh, send us a uh, a message, a private message, we, we because you, you don't understand. Yeah. Jeff is worth more than the first date. So here's my Anyone experience. between the ages of 90 and 120, give us a call. You're right up Jeff's <laughs> wheelhouse. <laughs> I wonder anyway. if Jackie Lambie is uh, single. True. <laughs> no. Jackie Lambie. Tough, tough woman. No, no, no. You don't want the Jeff. No, no, no. But Jeff is too nice for that. If 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 Lambie does do this, right, if Jackie does uh, write a message, the Jeff one-way ticket in the world, okay? So hey, one, one Nation made her number public. Just give her a call, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, 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 Jeff. <laughs> Here's my next question. Should we really uh, use our first date? I know what I said, but should we use our first dates to, to gauge each other? Absolutely. I mean, Aren't we always gauging each other? Isn't that all? Like, that's, yes. Well, it's a, it's a pretty short answer. It's a yes. Here's the next thing. Uh, isn't everyone on their best behavior on the first date? Yeah, so it's you a- get a second. This is why we bring out all these biases. You know, we think we know the person on their first date, and I, I think it's all the problems that we have about being, you know, this un, uh, sort of unconscious bias that we have towards different things. Yeah, so I think we we've got to learn a little bit from the first date, and then see what eventuates. The number yeah. is three, and that's how many bottles of champagne you drink, and that's where you find out exactly where you're at. Because is that on some... the first date or what? Yeah, mate, if you want to know what someone's really like, get them drunk. And that goes for any stage in life, so why not a first date? Well, listen, guys, I've learned so much from you guys. I, I've written it all down. It's taken up one line. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> And uh, thank you for the free advertising, Thomas, for a, a first date. Appreciate it. <laughs> Jackie Lambie will be calling soon, mate. Talk soon, Jeff. Thank you. Take very care. Much. Hey. Thank All you. right. Take care, buddy. Thank you, All right. So, guys, 
I don't know. I don't know. The uh, I don't think you guys won. There's no chance. I think Lou and I got you covered. Yeah, I think, no, I think that the debate this week is 50-50. I don't see anything else. Um, I, I have to agree, yeah. I, I see it 50-50. I, I still believe that there is nothing more romantic than a man doing his best to have the best first date. Uh, and I think that I, I am a romantic. And whenever it's a first date, for me, it's the beginning of a story. And, and I think it's worth doing the best you can, right? If it turns out to be ugly and you're still paying for it, Cam. No, no, it's not about, but what if the best first date is giving her a little bit of empowerment and enabling her to reach into a wallet? What if that is the best story? What if that is the best way to start the relationship? Being a romantic, you're suggesting that the only way you can be romantic is you're the one covering the cost. And listen, I started by saying I have paid I get it. every I get single it. time, right? Every single time. So let's look at the other side of it. I get it. You're covering both sides. But really, the I think that what should be done, isn't it, Chris, is that on the second date, we just load it up. And if she doesn't pay that, then there's a problem, isn't it? So, the first date, you do whatever you need to be doing. But second date, you load it up. You pick Tetsuya. Not in Sydney, because that's cheap. You get Tetsuya in Singapore. Now, you so- let her pick, right? You let her pick. You go, right, I, I, I chose this venue the next time you, you choose. And when she chooses, and that's a very good. you're sitting there and she goes, she's waiting, looking at the bill. You go, well, fucking, you chose a joint. You chose. You pay. Have you ever done that? No, because I never needed a second date, mate. One date, married, gone, kids. So it's worked out brilliantly for me. And I told you. You've only been on two dates, mate. Hey? You've only been on two dates. Oh, well, and the catfish and the one who maxed out my credit card. (laughs) (laughs) And the one who maxed out my credit card. There was another one in Ely Beach. There was another one in Ely Beach where we were drinking champagne out of straws out the bottle, like out of the bottle at the table. All that class. didn't that All didn't pan class. that didn't pan That's out class. well. Um, yeah, no, there's I could Stop. write a book. I could Stop. write a book. Stop. Pull out. Hear that little voice in your head saying pull out. Stop. Yeah, I've heard I've had that voice in my head before and now I've got three children, so we don't have to worry about it. All that I say is this. First date, is there any meaning, first of all, to first date? Yes. Yes. Okay. So should first date be the one you gauge a person or should there be more like a second date to really see the truth? More. Okay. Should it's, a fair, it's a good indication. Well, it's not a – it's a it's an indicator. It's a, very, it's a very good indication of what they'll be like. If And if you're on the fence, go the second one. If it's – you know what? I hate buskers because they're annoying little pricks. You know what? Maybe it's no second date, right? <laughs> no second date. <laughs> she texted me and said, I had a great time. When can we meet up again? Are you there? <laughs> let's add the discussion here. Like, let's start first with the, the lady of the house. If you had chosen to pay for the first date and Steve somehow said, oh, yeah, okay, you pay for, the, for, for it, how would you feel? I'd probably feel enlightened. I really would. Okay. I'd probably, I probably would go, wow, well, this is different and I'm okay with different. 
<laughs> Steve's going, jeez, I just fucked up. Anyway, <laughs> what, what if she really fought you tooth and nail to pay for the first date? How would you feel? Uh, oh, well, going on past experience, I would have just got up and walked over to the counter and paid before she had a chance to argue with. But I'm just, I've, I've come to realize. I've come to realize over the last week that I've been wrong. All right, all right, all right. What about you, Chris? What if she fought your tooth and nail to pay for it? It'd be a negotiation. I'd be saying, that's fine. You want to pay? Well, no problem. I pay for the next one. Are you free next weekend? That's nice. Yeah, I, I'm not as smart as you. Me, I probably would have done exactly the same thing as Cam. I would have said, yeah, no problem. But then I would have faked to go to the bathroom and just pay for it. <laughs> it's, it's <almost laughs> Because I still want to keep that chivalry thing. All right, let's have a look. Sit down and shut up. I'm paying. Is that chivalrous? Is it? <laughs> no? No good? Uh, we, we, we have uh, Veronique just asked. Actually, it's a good question. We need to know. Oh, am I in trouble this week, Veronique, or not? I've, last week, I didn't get in trouble off you. Am I in trouble this week? I just don't know why my wife wants to know it, but she wants to know it. So I might as well ask the question because I don't know. Do you have to write vaccinated on Tinder, guys? I wouldn't have a clue. You have to write vasectomy uh, on Tinder? No, vaccinated. <laughs> I'd probably get a lot more hits, Chris o, I reckon. You know what, though? What I have noticed, guys, in all seriousness. You're welcome. In all seriousness, though, I have noticed on every job application that I've had recently, it's got the status. So it is something that people are pushing and putting out there. And I no, think it's on seek. It's a requirement on seek now. You have to. But we're not even on Seek. We're just doing it through Facebook. And, um, you know, we're getting every application or every uh, resume comes through. And one of the first things they make note of is their vaccination status. And, you know, I don't know whether that's people fearful because if they're not vaccinated, they don't even get a look in or whether it's people just proud of being vaccinated. I don't know. What, I don't know. But I think... I would assume it's people going, well, if I'm not vaccinated, I don't have a chance in hell anyway, so I've got to put it out there. At the start of the vaccine thing, we started talking about how, you know, potential vendors were saying, oh, I only want a vaccinated agent to come out and all that. I don't know about anyone else, but all that has stopped. I can't remember the last time I wore a mask in someone's house or was even asked to or felt like I had to. Yeah. Um, there is no, there yeah. is no, it's not even a, Thought, and that's what I said at the start about us having very short memories and the shit that we put on other people and the shit that we made people go through. So three weeks later, we could pretend like nothing happened. Yeah. And that's that's the disgusting thing about humans. And it's also the reason you have a kid every four years because it takes that long to forget about what having <laughs> children. Yeah, first, dates, yeah. first dates are about learning about the person you're dating. And that person that you're dating, whether it's Tinder or what, vaccinated, unvaccinated, you'll start to understand their values in life. And if they're not in line with your values, that sort of eliminates that second date. So whether, regardless whether they're vaccinated or not vaccinated, are you vaccinated or not vaccinated? Would you and get vaccinated for someone just so you could date them? No. No, and see, this is where it's really interesting because I obviously am double vaxxed. Steve? Would you get vaccinated for Chris Hemsworth, Lou, if you were unvaccinated? No, no. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't cross my own values for someone else. And this is where Steve and I are fully um, in alignment. He's not vaccinated at all. And um, 
he's not going to be he's he's against it and and that's his decision and i just respect it It means we can't go anywhere like we we had lunch on my birthday yesterday sitting in his truck in the car park outside of the restaurant (laughs) but i'm fine like whatever that's his thing that's whatever but you know if margot robbie told me i had to get unvaccinated i'd be there in a second that's all i'm saying i don't i don't i don't care Crystal's Leaf Pass is coming to town next year. Justin Bieber, we couldn't get tickets in oh. time. But if if Margot Robbie said, Cam, you had to shave your head and get unvaccinated, I'd, you know, I'm sorry, but I'd be looking like Thomas and I'd be as uh, rabid as all hell for Margot Robbie. Don't worry. They will be quick to be unwelcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's have a look at our wine for this week. Yeah. The. Uh, Number one wine for the week is, it's unfortunate, but the number one wine for this week is Chris Dinola's wine on wow. 4.4 average. Oh, fuck. Mine was a 4.4. I would have had you. And... Uh, mine, uh, somehow, there must have been a problem, a mistake, but mine uh, was a second and on 4.23 average. And Lou was... We knew Lou's wasn't going to go anywhere. It was on 3.63. So, Lou, you keep on going on 3.6. You're gone. You're big gone. Dog, big dog's going to come back. You, you need to understand. Can I just tell you all? We are very lucky. We are very lucky because Cam has forgotten. And because Cam feels like he wants to shout us the next bottle, Cam has lost this week for, for not sending in the bottle before 12.59 on Wednesday. Get on us, Yeah, because I, I, don't, I don't feel like doing you any favours, but in the spirit of fair competition, if you guys come with the same scores next week, you are in a world of shit. So I suggest you put some effort in because I've already got mine. I've lifted the game, mate. I've lifted the game from this week, mate. You, I don't know if you've lifted the game enough. I'm just telling you. You don't understand, boys. You don't understand. Mine is so close to five. It's amazing. I've been asking my family to vote for the last three months just for that bottle. <laughs> Listen, my bottle was made by God himself. Remember that. So I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> you know, you remember that Grange we got in, Chris? I reckon that's going to come out one week and he's going to go, here's my $100 bottle. Yeah, I didn't buy it. I didn't pay it. Well, I didn't buy it. It was been sitting in the fridge. It's still in the fridge. I was going to drink with you boys, but now that you said it. <laughs> well, I just know that this week's wine's been sitting in his... I reckon I've seen it the last three times I've been there, so I know that he's... No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I got it this week. I got it this week. Yeah, you drove, took a quick trip to the Hunter Valley, did you, brother? Here's the thing. Let's do a bet. If I can't prove it, I got it just this week. I will shout to every one of you a bottle of a grange, okay? And if I can show you that I've done it just this week, Cam will shout us all a bottle of grange. Done? I'm in. Let's vote. I fucking hate his, I hate his bets because he always mean? makes them so unritual that you can't. <laughs> Cam, are you I can hear, yeah, I, I, listen, I was just about to say, I can hear us on in the back. My <laughs> wife is yelling, so no, we can't take the bet. <laughs> I won't, I won't tell you the, I won't, I won't tell you the words, I, I won't tell you the words that our, uh, 
holier than now crystal is throwing through the door at me but no we will we won't be taking the bet thomas here's the thing with thomas right he never makes a bet where it's 50 bucks or 100 bucks it's always i'll bet you my fucking house but you got to give me your house right there's there's absolutely no way there's absolutely no way you could accept the bet. Now, I reckon at the start of the podcast, if I had said, I bet you my house versus your house, I've seen that wine in your fridge before, he wouldn't have taken a bet and he would have gone, I don't make bets. I don't make bets, right? Because that's what he does. He does. Oh, I'm not a gambler. But every time he wants to shut someone down, he's like, let's have a bet. He's right, but... And you see, he talks crap, and then when I just go... Out of the blue, because of what he's made into like accusation, if this bottle cannot be proven, it was bought this week, then I'll charge you the drink. Mate, we've been on the air for an hour and a half. That's long enough to drive to the Hunter Valley and back and get a fucking receipt, right? So I don't trust anything you're putting <laughs> forward. But you've made the bet too big that now my poor wife, I've just spent, we had a beautiful first date. I cooked. Rob, we didn't have a seafood platter, and now she's yelling at me for you, for right. you, Luang. Because you <laughs> say things you can't back up. This is the problem. This is why you most of your first date never eventuate to shit because you make <laughs> accusations you can't. No, back. they failed on purpose so I could meet the love of my life <laughs> and the plastic police cars for our seventh wedding anniversary. Uh, and if you haven't watched, hey, listen, if you haven't watched James Bond Boy next week, I don't give a fuck. I'm ruining the movie for you because we need to talk about it. All right? Hey? Is it good or not good? It's good. And anyone who's been watching James Bond actually has to see it. But I need to talk about it. I read an article today about how this is the only movie in the world ever that no one has spoiled because they feel it's disrespectful to people who haven't seen it yet. They put you out there and didn't want to tell you anything. No, you've done the I same thing. They, the guy wrote a whole article about it. He's like, why has every movie ever been spoiled except for this movie? And it's because of the gravitas of it. So, Chris, hey, watch it or we'll ruin it next week because I need to I talk about it. You're going to go. And, and if you're, if uh, Steve-O doesn't take you to the movie and watch James Bond, he's a bum. But more you're so, a bum. if Steve-O doesn't take you and pay for the movie... Yeah. There you go. Steve won't, won't be allowed in because he's not vaccinated. <laughs> so I'll take myself. Maybe I'm willing to wait in the car park because you need Uber. Yeah. All right. So now one loss for Cam. Three rounds to go. All right. You're very lucky, Lou. This week, 3.6 do, does not make it. At you one. would have lost big time, Lou. You must. You must Beyond beyond to 4.1. As soon as I saw Robert Oatley, I knew it was going to be sub four, but 3.6 is woeful. That, is that the lowest we've ever had? Cam? No, it's not. No, 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 no. Cam. The lowest we ever had was your bottle that was alcohol, a bottle of wine. <laughs> we weren't scoring in them. Listen. The furniture listen. cleaner. There's maybe method behind my madness here, so just bear with me. You didn't know I was disqualified. There's no method. False sense of security. Whole sense of security. Exactly. Don't get comfortable, boys. Look, uh, there is a rule. I may I don't not have been around long as you guys, drinking as much as you guys, but I, just, there, I can pull a good one out. 
How many first dates have you seen in Lake Haven Car Park, Lou? Yeah, you and I are the only ones. You and I are the only ones who are going to get that. But the whole time I'm sitting here going, Lou's from where I'm from. She's from up there. She knows Lake Haven. That's where first dates are had, bro. As well as putting Macca's um, trays under your back wheels in a front-wheel drive car and turning on the handbrake and driving around. That's what you do. That's a first date. That's a first date where me and Lou grew up. Damn. No. Yes. Beachy. We're going to have to pick that next week because I, I love my friend Kev. I don't want his, his reputation to do marriage a bit of an issue. Right? So we're going to have to take something else like next week, such as, I don't know, should we should we really try to understand the black hole? <laughs> I, I just don't know. Something where we're going to take away from his... clarify group. that question? <laughs> Are we talking about next week's topic or are we? <laughs> we, 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 we'll speak about it later on. Thanks very much for this week, guys. Talk Thanks to you guys. Yeah. <laughs>